You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome. Thank you for joining us again, as always, almost at 1,600-ish episodes when counting the bonus shows. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to help you out. We, we definitely appreciate you. As always, my name is Paul. And I am Rob. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've got an interesting question today, kind of like a niche uh, or more um, specific question regarding the blueprint of your drone business. One thing that I'll say before we kind of get into this blueprint of drone business is would you have handled your business differently if you knew the framework or the formula that was going to work? Would you redo all of the things that you have already done uh, to try to do it differently? I'm just kind of curious because, Rob, I feel like hindsight is 2020. And whenever we think about the decisions that we've made, like, oh, I should have done that or oh, I should have done this. And oftentimes we had no idea what the impacts would have been if we had taken certain actions, which which begs the question of should that impact your inspiration and motivation to keep going or to keep uh, going in a particular direction? So, yeah, 100 um, percent. I don't disagree. Well, let's get right into today's question. Uh, very excited. Uh, very, very, very excited for the year end. The holidays coming up. We got a huge Black Friday deal that we've been working on for a while. So keep your eyes on it because we're going to be launching a couple of new things that we've been talking about for years. And uh, we we finished our trial run on certain things and we've got data points from it. So uh, be sure to look out because we are really excited. Yeah, there's going to be, I think the thing that I'm most excited about is that the opportunities are going to be much broader than we've ever been able to put out for Black Friday before in terms of um, the whole year, as well as new training opportunities all in one. So you're definitely going to want to keep an eye out for that because it's going to be good. Yeah, we had a great annual strategy meeting, which by the way, begs the question, are you having annual strategy meetings? Because it does help, it helps a lot. But on that bombshell, let's go ahead and play the question. Hello guys, this is Sebastian here and I'm reaching out from Costa Rica. I am very interested in starting a drone business. I have to admit, I have never piloted a drone before. I've never had one, but I wanna buy one and you know, sort of start get my feet wet, I guess. I was just wondering how could I develop a blueprint for my business or, you know, my drone journey. I am very, very, very interested in the cell tower inspection niche, the search and rescue, all of these, you know, relevant sort of drone niche operations, even drone delivery as well. However, Right now, I don't have a lot of money, so I was just thinking of buying a DJI Mini 3 and just doing sort of real estate or, you know, maybe wedding, sporting events. I was just wondering what would my blueprint look like if I want to eventually go to these other niches that are the ones that actually interest me. Not really interested on on the uh, real estate or the tourism aspect of it. However, I do know that my country is extremely 
you know, it's sort of like a tropical paradise. I just wanted to know, once I get my drone, how do I get moving? What will be the best steps afterwards? Thank you very much. Thank you, Sebastian. And uh, Paul and I were talking, and we really appreciate the way you asked the question by bringing in the term and the concept of a blueprint, because that is a nice way to look at this. And honestly, I think that you've given us an idea <laughs> as to uh, something to produce for all of you. Doing this in the form of a blueprint per se is probably not going to happen in a podcast answer. But man, it really makes me want to do it in a full-blown video answer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, in the meantime, we just want to help you get going. And uh, clearly there's uh, an excitement on your part to to enter this industry. And for good reason. It's a phenomenal industry to be a part of. It's a lot of fun. And it can be lucrative as well. Um, it sounds like in terms of blueprint, step one is get your certificate done, right? Part 107. That's going to be important. Well, he's in Costa Rica. Yeah, I think oh, that... I, I was thinking Puerto Rico. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so never mind. Slightly well, different. Um, yeah, I'm not bad. sure if they still follow... I think that they are trying to follow the FAA's lead on 107, but I'm not sure. Uh, the ICAO framework is slightly different from the FAA's framework, so it'll be interesting which framework that they do take on. It seems like Part 107 has been losing steam on a global initiative, just with some of the hiccups that have been going on, maybe uh, credibility or questioning if there's a better way to do it. Hmm. But regardless of uh, the regulatory framework, regardless of uh, what framework that he has to essentially pass a stupid little quiz that has nothing to do with him actually learning how to fly a drone, I think what is important is the business acumen here. And you know, as you said, uh, pre-show, you know, how would you go about it, uh, Paul? And how would you, uh, they, oh, it looks like they do have to have a certificate. You want to help us out here? You must obtain a certificate issued by the Technical Council of Civil Aviation and an operational certificate issued by the DGAC. Doesn't say what the DGAC is. I could dig into that. But the point is, it's saying that you've got to have some form of certificate to fly commercially. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, one thing I will say is regardless of regulations or not, I think having a good business blueprint is going to be crucial. There are many different ways to go about this, frankly. And the way that I would go about it is I think, you know, you had mentioned, I don't want to do real estate. I don't want to do some of these things. If you are going to be bootstrapping your business, and what I mean by bootstrapping is, let's say that you are... Um, uh, you know, going into this with the cheapest possible drone, let's say a Mini 3, Mini 4, whatever. Well, the thing is, is that um, that may inhibit you from getting more technical jobs, jobs that are going to essentially pay you at a higher and more sustainable rate. The Mini 3 Pro, look, we've talked about this many times, the perception is a big deal with clients as far as having a certain size drone or not having a certain size drone. And so that is a very real predicament. Um, but if you bootstrap, there could be positives. You could go through real estate. You could go through these smaller jobs, but you'd have to have a very, very specific formula and workflow, meaning that you're going to use a certain amount of income from every single job to essentially work up into a bigger drone to get those other jobs that are available. You know, I don't know what cell... It's interesting. You know, I, I, I've got cell tower inspections on the mind just because in this last year, we've helped a significant number of people get full-time, well-paying jobs. 
in cell tower inspections. I mean, where DroneU is literally the conduit between getting the training, going right to the hiring manager and getting hired. Like, you know, I haven't seen any universities do that. But my point is, is that I don't know in Costa Rica what the market looks like because it's a very different economic environment. Um, and I know Costa Rica is a strong economy. I know that there are benefits of, of being there. I know that they have certain uh, materials exporting going on. I don't know much about their economy otherwise. So what I would say, though, is that every economy does have communications infrastructure and it is growing. And I would imagine that those jobs are available down in Costa Rica as well. While you could do the bootstrapping method by Mini 3, the cheapest drone possible, that could also delay your capacity to go after the technical jobs. Rob, you mentioned something really important earlier, and you said that being in this industry is a lot of fun and it can be lucrative. It's only lucrative if you deprioritize the fun, meaning everyone wants to have fun. Everyone wants to love what they do. And that's fantastic. But you also have to be able to be systematic. You have to have habits and routines that are going to support the fun, meaning that getting the job done in the best possible way should be the journey of having fun. It shouldn't be having fun and then getting your work done, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm doing a good job of explaining that, but I've seen so many people in this industry just want to have fun and have trouble, you know, getting rid of the giddiness. They're having trouble getting rid of the excitement. They're having trouble (laughs) being systematic. And the only way in my eyes of being fun is when I've got the foundation of safety out of the way, meaning, you know, the pre-flight, the takeoff rules, and then you're just flying, which could be 30 seconds into a flight. That's when the fun begins for me. But, yeah. but you have to have all those other things in order to uh, have fun. And you have to have the systems and attention detail to be lucrative. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that there's a lot of folks that um, it's it's a matter of what you prioritize. Are you prioritizing the fun and just getting out and enjoying the flying? And you might make a few bucks doing so. Or are you prioritizing making a business out of it that you can support yourself with? then uh, that's a different approach and a different perspective. But certainly it sounds as though Sebastian is kind of looking to the former mm, ladder. Yeah, the cheaper the ladder. methodology. No, no, no. Meaning um, he wants to to make it real. Like he wants to put in the time and the effort yeah, oh, and yeah, make yeah, it a yeah. business that's, that's meaningful for him. And so... Um, I think you're also going to have to be prepared because you said you don't have much money. We can, you know, we totally relate in terms of um, a lot of folks have told us that. Another thing that is going to have to be prioritized, though, is investing in yourself in terms of learning. And even if that's just buying more batteries, I'm not necessarily saying buy courses from DroneU, but um, even if it's buying batteries or when you crash the drone, are you are you going to just give up at that point? I don't take that you would, but... You're going to be prepared to buy another drone. So you're going to have to keep investing in this and uh, just be prepared for that, I guess. Yeah. And I, I would say one thing to invest in is, Rob, the thing that I'm trying to get at here is he can go the cheaper method. He can go and fly real estate and do some of these cheaper jobs. It may be a good idea because he's got fixed subjects that can help him work mm-hmm. on his orbits, work on his complex motions. But is it going to be better if he just goes right into it and gets a Mavic 3 Enterprise that he can do the more technical jobs, the jobs that are going to be more scalable, more repeatable, more reliable, higher paying you're not going to have to go out and fight for every job. I guess I'm asking a technical question here. Let's say he drops $1,000 on a Mini 3 versus three grand on a Mavic 3 Enterprise, right? Maybe the real estate jobs pay a couple hundred. 
Um, but the real estate jobs are going to be harder to acquire. They're going to take more time. There's going to be processing. There's going to be editing. More competition. More competition. Or do you just go right to the the direct technical jobs where you focus on making relationships with companies that are doing the cell tower inspections and you essentially go in there because, you know, let, let me put it this way. You do three houses in a day with real estate, but you still have to edit all those photos. You still have to edit the video. You still have to, you know, get the Matterport proper so that way you can deliver it to a client. With the cell tower, you know, you're taking photos and you're done. There's no editing. There's no processing. As long as you follow the very systematic, very formulaic methodology of flying these projects, what you did is, you know, you you went right into the easy mode. Yeah, it's harder at first because you have to have all this attention to detail, but it's easy in that you're able to do more scalable jobs. You're able to do three jobs and and that's it. You're done for the day. You don't have to worry about all the other editing and processing and whatnot. So that's kind of my question to you, Rob. Do you think he should just have that a little bit higher initial um, barrier to entry or higher cost of entry to get more repeatable, reliable, scalable jobs? Or do you think he should bootstrap and work from the bottom and work his way up? Very personal question. Oh, you think it's a personal? Oh, oh I well, meaning, meaning that only he can under that only he can answer. I think that practically speaking, gosh, <laughs> I, th I like option B better. You do? Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, but we just don't know your specific financial situation other than you said you don't have a lot of money. However, for example, having a Mavic 3 Enterprise, I would imagine that in Costa Rica, not a lot of people have them. I could be wrong, but I'm guessing that that's probably the case, right? Yeah. And so you're going to stand out right there by having that and going to have more opportunities from that. Unfortunately, I don't think you can use it much for, I don't know, you could probably use it for real estate, the, Mavic 3 Enterprise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. So you could you could still do some real estate there to fill that in um, while you're looking to get involved with some of the more technical stuff that Paul's referring to, like cell tower inspections, which you brought up in your question. So I would probably suggest to scratch, uh, fight, and claw your way to a better drone and a different way of thinking, if you're serious about this. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you think that there is a financially technical best answer between option one and option two, option one of the mini three working your way up through real estate, doing those smaller jobs or option B of, of, you know, spending a little bit more money going for the more technical stuff. It'll be harder at first for the barrier to entry, but once you get that barrier to entry, the volume and consistencies of jobs is much easier. Well, just look at it this way. So let's just say you're going, you do um, a real estate job and it's a nice home and, and I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there and who knows if this would happen, but as you're doing so, you're networking, you're meeting people and you come across somebody that says, Hey, I could use a drone pilot to go do X. And you have to say, Oh, my mini three pro can't do that. But if you had the mini, I mean, <laughs> if you had the Mavic three enterprise, um, my guess is that you would be able to do that. Because it's going to be so more broad in its capability. Mm. So, I don't know. You're just opening yourself up for, um, you know, it's a couple thousand dollars. It's it's not chump change for people. So, if that's not a thing, then if that's not an option for you, then def definitely go Mini 3 Pro. But if you can make it happen, I would. Yeah, I agree. You're just going to have so many more opportunities. And I think 
what's going to happen, like I just said, is that you're going to find yourself having opportunities that you're not in a position to take advantage of. Well, and how would you feel if you showed up with your Mini 3 Pro and a client was like, that's what you're going to fly? And then didn't give you the credibility to work as a drone pilot. I, I Look, it's a situation I've seen happen before. And I'm not saying that that's a client you would necessarily want to work with. Um, <laughs> I, I saw, I feel like I saw where Rob was going with that. And I'm like, I hear you, Rob, but those people also pay guns, guns, money. So um, in all honesty, there's a lot of asset uh, facets of business that are not nice. And no matter how you want to skin that cat. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, you want to feel better about doing what's right and having the or, uh, moral and ethical standards. But my point is, is that client perception is very real. It is very, very, very real. Um, whether we want to admit it or not, it may impact your capacity to get jobs in the future. If you're, if you can't have a um, a good open-hearted conversation with someone. Oh well, Mini Three Pro, you know, gets the most done. It's sub two fifty grams, so I don't have to worry about certain regulatory limitations. I can get more of the job done for you. That's why I'm using it here. And then maybe they go, Oh, okay. Well, you know, okay, great. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah, no, you're right. A lot of that is just going to depend on your ability to uh, talk yourself up and make them understand or make them comfortable. I mean, when you think about like if you show up to I don't know. Let's say you're a photographer and, and you're showing up to do um, senior pictures mm-hmm. and people are coming through in there and you're using your iPhone. They're definitely not going to be. Pay- yeah, 100 percent. I ain't paying for my kids photos if you're holding an iPhone behind a backdrop, even though the iPhone would be j- j- do just fine. Depending on the photographer, it might do better. <laughs> yeah, right? I know some photographers will go, ew, no. Well, my, of course they my would. My Nikon A50 is going to take a much better Of course they would. And, and they should, yeah. right? They're professionals and they know their equipment and they understand how to get the most out of it. Yeah. But. But everyone's still looking at this crap on the iPhone. But the point is, yeah, you're right. The, the perception there is going to be a problem. And I would imagine that... Um, that a drone scenario is going to be the same. Even now, even though the education has grown and more people are aware that these, uh, these amazing sensors come in small packages. Um, but yeah, I think another thing in terms of a blueprint is just fly, right? Just get out and fly, go yeah, practice. A hundred percent. Start building your, and we've said this before, but start building, building your portfolio, your reel and uh, getting information in there for that. Yeah. Get out there and fly practice. A hundred percent. Talk to people. It really is networking. Everyone, every nerdy kid, myself included, wants to be a drone pilot, but it takes social skills too. So, and it's worth it. The fight is worth it. Trust me. Um, Again, harder barrier to entry to find these technical jobs sometimes, um, but typically the payoff is more worth it. So heavier upfront work to get clients less on the long end, but there's, yeah. there's a, this is actually a really good deep-rooted question, so I think we could really talk about this ad nauseum. But um, that said, if you are a DroneU member, take advantage of the membership coaching calls. Um, we are going to be expanding that into next year, so uh, definitely make sure that you're there. Some of these really deep questions are things that we go over. And I feel like for this year end, we're going to be talking about the business canvas and identifying your strengths, your weaknesses, what's working, what's not, and an opportunity to be real with yourself to have an opportunity to better yourself for the future and the long run. So 
Um, on that note, though, that's going to do it for us in this show. If you have a question regarding drones, drone business, the drone industry, the wackadoodle regulations that are going out, are they going to enforce? Are they not? Who knows? You know, whatever questions that you have, bring them on. Because the one thing that you'll get here at DroneU is the truth. <laughs> so <laughs> bring it on. AskDroneU.com on that bombshell. That's going to do it uh, for us. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask DroneU. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.